Hello, I'm Sinead. And I'm Brian. Each week we introduce each other to a film that we love. If the other's not equally enamoured, it could mean the end of our 22-year relationship. Warning, there will be spoilers, swearing and undoubtedly arguments. This is Reasons to Dump You. Welcome back, everyone. Hello, Brian. Hello, you all right? I'm good. You're back in the driving seat this week. I am back in the driving seat. But for a change, there is no steering wheel in front of me because I have been driving everywhere. How many many miles have you done in the past two weeks? It feels like about 428,000. That sounds like an exaggeration to me. No, maybe. It's not, not like you to exaggerate. But I might have done a couple of thousand. I might have done over a thousand, I'm a, thinking. A thousand? Oh, well, yeah. Really? It's a couple of hundred miles each way. Okay, all right. Yeah, he's exactly. done a lot. Of, he's done a lot of driving, let's just say that. I will reveal more, but he's... I'm still waiting on the Netflix deal for the programme, so <laughs> I'm not sure if they're going to come back to me. So when I know, I'll let you guys know. Nice. I can imagine people tuning in oh, yeah. to watch you driving around getting frustrated in a car. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I can't imagine much better. Viewing figures would be through the roof. Through the roof. Sinead, it is my week. It is a great film and I want to tell you my clues. OK, I'm ready for them. It better be a good one. OK, it's a good one. So, clue one. Released in 1999, this film took film FX... To a new and unexpected level. Ah, oh, is it something by James Cameron? Absolutely. Well, no, not at all. No, okay. Next clue. I don't think I'd ever suggest a James Cameron film. Well, Terminator, no. okay. Right, that, well, that's it. Anything post-Terminator, yeah. you're done. No, right. I'm done. Next clue. Two. With a budget of $63 million, this film went on to be a worldwide smash, making $467 million. At the box office. Oh, wow. Okay. 99. Special effects. Made a lot of money. Yep. No, can't think of anything. Cool. Good. (laughs) Cool. Good. 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 I'm I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you can't make a guess. Clue three. And this will give it away for sure. Okay. Absolutely for sure. The star of this film is reported to be the most attractive and amazing man that has ever lived. Um, and reported by whom? Your good self. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. That sounds like a description I have made. Yes. The gentleman in question will be Mr Keanu Reeves. It is. Therefore, the film must be The Matrix. It is indeed. We yes. are going to watch the 1999 original of The Matrix. None of the subsequent follow-ups. Amazing. This is our second visit to Keanu in this podcast. I know, I know. Oh my God, my day has been made. Exactly. <laughs> what a day you're having. This should actually just be a Keanu appreciation podcast. Maybe, maybe we need to... <laughs> maybe not, if that's all right. No offence, seems like a nice guy. Hugs puppies, gives his seat up. I like him. Exactly, but... what's not to love? No yeah. no bad stories out there about no, the no, man. Nothing. Okay, well, let's go decide whether we're going to go take the red all pill right. or the blue pill. Let's do it. And I will see you in about, well, who knows? What is time? Exactly. Do you think time's got anything to do with this place? I will see you very shortly. Or will we? Oh, mm. will we? Exactly. God, it's all so meta. <laughs> Welcome to Kansas. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. We've unplugged. We're here. We're out. We're ready to chat everything Matrix. Oh, yes. So, obvious first question. You spread your arms there like you're about to fly off into the sky. I know, like an eagle. <laughs> 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 
That was my impression of an eagle. That was really excellent. Yeah, I think a couple of people probably, if they had headphones on, started looking around. Like, <laughs> Checking the, the sky. Yeah, there's I'm eagles. About, I'm about to be. Yeah. I'm in Charing Cross and I'm about to be swept up by an eagle. Not going to happen. Focus. Back to Keanu, Brian. Sorry. So big question after watching that film. My arms did it again. I know. <laughs> Why did it happen? Anyway, big question. Which pill would you have taken, the red or the blue pill? Well, there's part of me thinks I would be terrified by, you know, everything that was going on. Yeah. So I would have taken neither pill. Right. And, and run for the hills. Bloody agnostic. I think the truth of the matter is yeah. I'd be a little bit too curious, so I'd be popping that red pill. You see, I agree. Mm. I would have taken the red pill every day, all day. I mean, yeah. Just uh, for a hell of it. Yeah, exactly. It. Yeah. Just because like... What? There's something cool? I'm having it. I'm doing it. Um, but I've just realised another thing, which is all part of my spiel, which will happen after I've read the... the, 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 the Synopsis? That's the word. Giddy. You're giddy. I know I am. I love this film. Um, even the tablets are a political statement. Oh, here we go. I even love a little bit of in-depth analysis. But we're going to go into that once I've read this. I oh, think okay. it's important I read the synopsis first. Okay, let's all remind Because I'll get ourselves. carried away and then the synopsis won't get read until we're about 40 minutes in. And then everything goes out of whack and people are like, man, these guys had it down. <laughs> they had a structure and we loved that structure and they've ruined it. You see? Yeah. So. Plug into the system, Brian. Give us the synopsis. Here we go. So, this is from IMDb. Have you ever had a dream that you were so sure was real? What if you couldn't awaken? How would you know the difference between dream and reality? When a beautiful stranger leads computer hacker Neo to a forbidding underworld, he discovers the shocking truth. The life he knows is the elaborate deception of an evil cyber intelligence. Neo joins legendary and dangerous rebel warrior Morpheus in the battle to destroy the illusion enslaving humanity. Dun, 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 dun. I think that's an awfully dramatic version, and they do steal a little bit of a monologue of Morpheus at the beginning of that. Yeah, which is fine. I think I'm more distressed that Trinity doesn't get a mention in that synopsis. <sighs> Why? Because we love a bit of Trinity. Oh my god! Power, right. power to the pale people, first of all. Oh yeah, that's, that's true. the first thing. Pale I've, people rule the world. Yeah, that's ten minutes into this film, being a pale person myself. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. It's it's something that you appreciate when you see other paleys on the screen. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I was all behind them. It's very random. But okay. <laughs> I just thought Trinity's pale. Yeah, I mean they Neo's are pale. pale. I am. They are my people. But they don't see daylight. They live underneath ground, so I that's mean, why. You know. Yes, they could have been Irish. Yeah, is what we're basically. saying. Basically, <laughs> okay. Um, so, let me start on why I love this film. Yes, please. Why did you make me watch this awful film? No, I'm joking. It, this film works on about like a trillion levels. I adore this film. I adored this film when it came out. I actually find this film quite emotional, even though the acting sometimes is touch and go. Um, it's a, it's a phenomenal multi-layered story i agree with you mm -hmm. but do you find that no. you don't want to think about it too much yeah because then your brain just can't really compute it but that's that's the genius right your I brain shouldn't be able to compute it because that's the whole point of the matrix your brain can't compute that there's an alternative yeah this is right up your street though isn't oh i it? love it i absolutely love it even as i was saying before i read the thing the blue and red pill yes right? okay so what's now, that i don't care don't please start 
everyone's saying, oh my God, bloody socialist and all this nonsense. But there are definite political leanings in this film. If he takes the red pill, the red pill. Yes, which in this country denotes socialism and all that sort of thing. The left. He wakes up in the real world. If he takes the blue pill, if he remains conservative, he stays where he is and lives the illusion. Correct. Now, there is a slight problem with that argument. I think those colours are kind of reversed in the US. But I would then argue that the Wachowskis are Australian. Yeah. But that... that <laughs> okay, so there's a good, good so argument. So there's, there's a lot going on here. So, no, but that's the first argument. Anyway, that, that's, a, that's an aside I just thought of. But it's everything, this thing. It comments on social constructs. It comments on just life in general. It's a massive comment on capitalism. It's a massive comment on uh, the human mind and the potential of the human mind if you actually break out of your day-to-day feelings and thoughts. It's it's a story about enlightenment, about the internet. It's about a new era. It's a whole story, obviously, about AI and stuff, but that's more of a part of it. It's religious. I mean, there's a huge religious undertone to this film mm-hmm. um, I'd love to see the comparison between a lot of old Greek myth and stuff like that to this it's a massive undertaking it's almost biblical in its undertaking yeah and I just absolutely adore this idea of the everyman waking up to themselves and becoming and realising that there is no spoon yeah. if you like and that they can do whatever they damn well like. The only reason they don't is because they're told they have to fit into this construct. You know, we all don't go and do exactly what we want to do. Yeah. Because, well, at the end of the day, I've got to earn money. Oh, at the end of the day, I've got to pay my rent. At the end of the day, you know, I'm expected to be a decent member of society. Well, yeah, well, this is it. Why are you? And what society? And who designed that society? Who invented it? Why is it important? Why haven't you broken out of it? Wake up to yourselves and rebel. <laughs> There you go. I'm not sure my brain can handle this today. <laughs> oh, no, but this is the point. And it's all done in a kind of... I think this is why it's so good. It's all done in this kind of balls-out action movie kind of way. It's very clever. I must... So yeah, clever. I mean, I do agree with you. It does address all of those issues. Yeah. And all of that idea about, you know, what we're creating as society and what we're kind of playing into. And it does it, yeah, in this action, sci-fi quite a few horror elements in there as yeah, well yeah um at one point i was jotting down obviously you've got like kind of aliens you can make comparison to aliens but also frankenstein yeah like yeah, totally, you know totally. when um neo is reborn as such and he wakes yeah. up in the pod and he's naked and bald and yeah why did we have to pause that bit <laughs> I told you, I just, you know, yeah, I just wanted to check a few bits. needed to make sure I was seeing correctly. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah. sure. I, yeah. to, I needed to zoom in on the detail at that point. Um, so, yeah, lots of kind of different ways of telling a very complex story and lots yeah. of different kind of influences, I think. Yeah. I, I think the, the, the whole concept of the story and the script are amazing. Absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Even down to the point where he's having the conversation about the human race being a virus. Yeah. Which makes perfect sense because we are exactly like a virus. A we're plague. Not, yeah, we're not like point. any other mammal at all. But I also think it was genius that he talks about that because he, he, I mean, apart from the fact that I think he talks in a way that most people who, I don't know, 
I don't feel different, but if you don't feel like everybody else, I think most of us have had this feeling of like, I can't stand the smell. It's not a physical smell. <laughs> okay. No, but it's not a physical I'll smell. I'll move further away, it's that's like fine. The stench of everything is soaked in this consumerist kind of capitalist shell. Everything smells, you can't get out of it. Mm. Like, if anything rebels, they end up selling merchandise for it. Oh, okay. So you're talking about a metaphorical yeah, smell. Yeah, it's here. a metaphorical right. smell. It's not a real smell. Because, I, I mean, he's a computer. He can't smell. Yeah, no. He but... said if that's what it can be. But it's like that everything that you, everywhere you go, everything you look at is an advert or yeah. is something. And maybe this feeds into how the Wachowskis were feeling at the time anyway. Yeah, I think About so. standing out and being different yeah. to everybody else yeah. and how that's not a bad thing and just accept who you are yeah. and be who you are and actually you could be a superhero in your own right exactly because you're the one leading the charge rather than just following the crowd but i just it really gets to me every time i think about this film whenever i watch it, it really gets to me even the fact that sort of neo is an everyman mm. it's genius the fact that he's just like anyone else he gets told you're not the one it's only because he believes Actually, no, fuck this. I don't believe in any all this. Someone's the one. This is this. That actually, that's why he stands out. Yeah. Not because he's told you're the one. Yeah, exactly. I, I just, it has to come from within. Yeah. It comes from within him in yeah. believing in himself. Yeah. Um, and that he can kind of make a change. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you. It's genius. But I can see how emotional. I'm surprised at the level of emotion it's kind of stirred in oh, you. To be honest, it, I just think it's the story itself. It's not obviously Tank's acting. No offense, <laughs> Tank. Come on. You're gonna burn. Tank. He had some difficult lines to deliver there, and I think he did a sterling job. He did. Uh, operator. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, bless him. He, he did a good job. But, like, there was moments in that film. They're hard lines to deliver in a real way, because yeah. they're not real lines. But this is what I mean. I, th- I think the slightly kind of clunky bits now, yeah. 23... Oh, my God, this film is, like, 22, 23 years 23 old now. 23 years old now. Yeah, I mean, that's disturbing yeah. in itself. Um it is harder to sell. It's hard to sell this, you know, reality. Yeah, yeah. So if it's, it's actually a lot closer now to what it was. Oh, and that reminds me as well that in that conversation that Agent Smith's having about the stench and the smell. Yeah, he says like we built, we built a matrix that was perfect. Yes, we built one that you know, everyone had a perfect life, but no one would accept that. Yeah, and I thought, yeah, that's like the modern world. Yeah. We've all got this perfect bloody existence that we can all have mm. there's more than enough of everything to go around but instead a few of us want to keep it all for we won't accept that we could just share it out yeah we could just everyone could have a really nice standard of living we could all get on with it we could all make it work you know no we all have to go to war and yeah. fight and yeah. because actually that's the only way that humans can cope they can't be left alone to just enjoy themselves because yeah. they can't and i and i think i think you're right i think Considering this film is 23 years old, yeah. it seems even more relevant now. It's yeah. it's as if, you know, they were predicting how entrenched we were going to become in totally. even more AI, in even more totally. consumerism and capitalism and clever, yeah. clever and filmmakers. AI is already everywhere. Agent Smith is like an advert. Mm. You know, you can't go on the internet now without they can see what you looked at last and suddenly... Or you mentioned to someone, oh, I might go to Venice next year. And suddenly, all of a sudden, holidays to Venice start popping up all the way through your phone. That is and, disturbing, isn't it? Yeah, and it's already there. And decisions are getting made on your credit, on whether you can have jobs, cars, houses. Mm. Well, 
whether you're an accepted member of society based on an algorithm. I know. For Christ's this, sake. This is, this is a warning, people. I know. We need to unhook ourselves from all of this before it's too late. I know. It's terrible. I mean, and if the standard of sunglasses is going to get that low oh, no. after the revolution, I'm not interested. Do you not think Morpheus' sunglasses are cool? Morpheus is cool. Neos were a bit naff. They look more like the ones my nan used to have. <laughs> I love the idea that um, your nan would be dressed as Neo just oh yeah. for a day out down the bingo. Well, no, but how else could she carry a machine gun? Come on. <laughs> and, um, and then you've got the ones Trinity War. Mm. I mean, they look like they were off the market. <laughs> I would hate to watch that film in high def. <laughs> I, don't. I think her glasses would look like 2.99 jobs <laughs> off the market. They well, weren't good. Well, maybe they were. Their budget was not going on uh, sunglasses, was it? It was going on special effects. That's true. And they were awesome. They were awesome special effects for 1999. Yeah, I think I think they look amazing, and it still looks amazing now when yeah. you see it. The opening of the film, oh wow, was absolutely stunning, and I love the fact that it began with Trinity. Yeah. And I'm sorry, yeah, that is a bit of a feminist rant, but so be it. She looked amazing. She was powerful. She was in charge. Yeah, and it was just an absolutely brilliant way to start the film. We open it with a fight. She runs up the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, people. Yeah. She runs up the wall. And kills like six guys. You know, we don't ever seen... stronger than six guys. Exactly. We'd only ever seen stuff like that in Singing in yeah. the Rain. And he yeah. just jumped off the wall, basically. Yeah, he didn't kill three people afterwards. <laughs> and it's true, actually. Even downstairs at the very beginning, he goes, I think we can take care of one little girl. And he yeah. goes... No, officer, your men are already dead. Exactly. Oh, my God, what a woman. And then later when Trinity meets Neo for the first time and he he says, um, I thought you were a guy. Yeah. And her response is just perfect. Most Most guys guys do. do. It's just like, yeah, they do. Yes. I absolutely loved it. And and there's more than that. Obviously, there's, there's the fact that Morpheus is black. Yeah. I mean, that's fucking brilliant. Yeah. You know, and the Oracle is black. Yeah. That's absolutely brilliant. It's like... You know, yes, it's not what everyone would assume it would be. It's different. And also we have this moment where Morpheus and Agent Smith face off. Yeah. And Morpheus says to him, you all look the same to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was brilliant. And then um, obviously they they fight, but then we have the police coming in um, at the end to kind of beat up Morpheus. It's very, very cleverly done. Yeah. I do have a question about the Oracle, though. Go on. Why does she live in the Matrix? Please, please explain. What do you mean? Why? Yeah, why? Why? Why does she not live in Zion or why is she not on the ship with the rest of them? Or I, 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 I don't know. What? Did this not bother you, though? Were no, you, were not Were you at not all. sitting there thinking, why does she live in the no, Matrix No, I think the fact flat? is, I think the Oracle is meant to be this all-seeing person that's still plugged in like a battery, absolutely still plugged in, Yeah. but is aware that she's plugged in. So she doesn't need to okay, leave. Okay, so she's kind of... That's why she's the all-knowing. She doesn't need it. to leave it. She can have all of it. She can live within that system, not have to leave it, mm. but be wise enough to know that it's all bullshit. Do you see what I mean? This is where my brain starts to glitch and, yeah. I, and I find it difficult to compute mm. exactly what that means. And I get a little bit stressed. I just, yeah, I mean, this I think film that, causes me low-level stress and anxiety. There is so many different levels to this film. I mean, it's a call for revolution, pretty much for most people. It really. I mean, is. it doesn't sound like you need much of an encouragement no, I don't. at the moment. Well, no, I mean, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm on my way down to Trafalgar Square now, yeah. wherever it is. Trafalgar Square is pretty pointless, to be honest. Westminster, Westminster. is probably a better choice. Yeah. But even, even when they say the line, I wrote this down straight away. 
there's a difference between knowing the path and walking the path. Yeah. Now, talk about suffragettes, mm. deeds, not words. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's the thing. It's like, again, it's this call of revolution demands some sort of physical action. Mm. You can't have a reaction without an action. You can't just sit in your world and go, there you go. Mm. It's the same as earlier. Um, in, in when he's doing the training program and he says to him basically anyone who is still in the matrix is potentially an enemy yes because the agent can get into them but we still have that now anyone who lives within the current conservative system yeah is will defend them the older people yeah, yeah but the boomers and stuff potentially defend them mm. they defend everything that they, that they do wrong they we all do it because we live with the benefits of it. Mm, mm. So it's like, oh, well, it's terrible what they do, these people. But actually, we don't turn a blind eye. We're all watching the World Cup, whether we agree with the um, the behaviour of that political system or not. Yeah. We still watch it. Every, I'm not going to swear, person in <laughs> England watched the jungle. The best way yeah. to make Matt Hancock realise he's not the person he thinks he is yeah. is if they'd have got ratings of three people, they yeah. would never have put a politician in there ever again. Yeah, no, I agree but with But because you. everyone voted for it, they made a fortune. You supported the system and guess what? Next year, they'll have another one. Don't be surprised if Rishi Sunak's in there. Do you know what I mean? It's going to happen time and time again. And all you've done is rewarded it because of the greed of, oh, well, I want to see it. It'd be a bit of fun to watch you meet a kangaroo penis. Why? <laughs> It's more fun if he has to eat the kangaroo penis and no, and no one one's watches. watching, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, But who knew oh. that The Matrix was going to lead us to uh, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here? That's why <laughs> oh, I love this film, though, so much. The beginning is beautiful. The sound is beautiful. The colour schemes, the fact everything's slightly green. This, to me, is like a new... You know, like you have steampunk. Yeah. This is like analogue punk. Yeah. This yeah. is the start of analogue punk, where you still need the hardwired line mm. to get in and out. Mm. There's still that old school analog edge to things, mm. but it's definitely digital. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. No, that you makes know, complete sense. I just absolutely love it. I think the choice of shots are perfect. It's all very tight and claustrophobic, and a lot of reflections. A lot of reflections, we a lot, a lot of, reflections. of crazy angles, just to put you slightly off guard. Mm-hmm. It, it's just so so well done even the bit where they take him in for questioning at the beginning Keanu and you get that shot of all the old school curved screens yeah that looked amazing up on a wall yeah it's just like it's like a fly's eye it's like every they're everywhere you know even the fact that the sentinel robots are like they've got an organic character to them yeah it's just really clever, and the colours as well, yeah. and the sort of the hue of the difference between the matrix and the yeah, and the hues of the the big fields full of humans being there and it's all that kind of has an organic feel to mm. it even though it's horrendous mm. very dystopian very wonderful there you go that's it you, you... <laughs> i know i completely throw everyone with how much i love this film but that's true I no don't. i i it's a brilliant film i just wasn't expecting quite the emotional powerful outpouring yeah yeah that's kind of that's kind of thrown me a little bit brian i'm not going to lie to you well i can understand that would you like me to have a moment and maybe we could do a few nerd alert is this my time to shine polish my badge i've plucked some facts from the world wide web for you about the matrix number one Actors that turn down the role of Neo include Will Smith, Leonardo DiCaprio and Nicolas Cage. Number two, the Wachowskis had the vision for the film for five and a half years 
and went through 14 drafts of the screenplay. Number three, the majority of the film was filmed at the Fox Studios in Sydney. Number four, Keanu lost 15 pounds and shaved his whole body for the scene where Neo wakes up in the pod. Number five, costume designer Kim Barrett explained that she defined the characters and the environment by their costume. Hence, Keanu's office outfit was baggy, dishevelled and out of place. Number six. The film won Best Visual Effects at the 72nd Oscars, beating Star Wars Episode One and Stuart Little. And finally, clue seven. The last scene that was shot was Neo being flushed into the lake when he gets unplugged. I'm glad you finished on that fact because I want, there was something I noticed then. I'm, I'm going to get off my high horse, right? Ooh. My big horse has left. Goodbye, get, horse. Yeah, to goodbye. freedom you go. Off you go. I'm now going to get on my equivalent to a Shetland pony. Okay. <laughs> Hello, little Shetland. Yeah, and I'm just going to ride that one around for a while. <laughs> um, the scene where he's unplugged. Yeah. You know, and all the things go, and he sucked down that tube and dashed into the water at the bottom. May, yeah. may I just interject? Yeah. When he's being sucked down the tube, yeah. it's quite horrific and scary, isn't yeah. it? That's my memory of a child going down the Dome Buster's slide into the pool at the bottom. Where's the Dome Busters slide? In my hometown. Well, it's not there anymore, I, don't, oh, okay. I, I believe. But you know, like that tube. Yeah, that's, you're I, completely I get that. contained we in. We loved that tube slide thing as a kid. No, didn't we? no, it was terrifying. I feel like that was quite a traumatic experience. It was all clunked together with ridges in. Yeah. Um, invariably, another child would come hurtling down after you. Taking your head off. Let's not forget the rumours that were flying around in the press at the time that kids would stop halfway down and sit a bit of gum with a razor blade in it. <laughs> no. Yeah. What? Yeah. I never heard oh, that. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, they stick bits of gum with razor blades in. What news were you reading as a 10 It's the same ones that used to where people put razor blades in apples and... Oh, that's like a urban myth Candyman thing. Well, I don't know. It never happened to me. But anyway. I'm sure some poor kid got his skin ripped off. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I understand Neo's fear of going through that tubey thing. That's my point. Well, and being spat out at the bottom and <laughs> half drowning. Well, that's valid. Because I wrote down, oh my God, that tubey thing when he's um, sucked out of the battery farm yeah. is like some Soho pub toilets I've been <laughs> <laughs> You sort of I see me, thought... oh, you come out drenched. <laughs> You're like, how did that happen? I thought um, your Soho pub toilets were more train spotting. Well, yeah, it's a combination, <laughs> combination of the two. combination of train spotting and Neo landing in yeah. there. So it's a lovely experience. You should drink at some of the watering holes I drink out, people. And we still go back. I know. That that's wouldn't the put sad us off. Thing. That's the thing. We'd stay there the whole night. That is the sad thing. Um, off the back of our facts, yeah. do you want a Back to the Future connection? Yes, please. Of course you I'm do. I'm just silencing my phone <laughs> while you do that. I know. Very professional, Brian. Yeah. Um, Tom Boyd was the oboe soloist on both Back to the Future. And the Matrix. You're very welcome. Wow. And all I could think when you gave me that fact was, oh, Tommy Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> the pipes, the pipes are calling. And he could play oboe in the background while you sing oh, that version. Oh, that would be beautiful. We could do a Christmas album. It would be perfect, wouldn't it? Me and Tommy Boyd. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. I like uh, You kind of skipped a uh, 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 fact, didn't what, you? What do you mean? Back to the Future fact last time. Out. I don't think we had one. I think I was a little disappointed. Well, from here on out, Brian, I will make sure yeah. that I bring you a Back to the Future Please fact. Please do. Sometimes I'm on a very limited time frame here and I can't always deliver what everyone wants. Yeah. I know, you know, expectations are high and all. Yeah. 
but I'm not a miracle worker, despite what some might think. I know. You are very good, though. You know, I'm sorting my own life out. I'm sorting out everyone else's life around me. I'm looking after <laughs> that you. That is true. I've got a That's lot on the plate. <laughs> and, and just got distracted because my big horse just came back in. Because <laughs> okay. I read... I know it's terrible, terrible podcast, but there you go. I just read, and I'm a brilliant note. Comfort is the enemy, the prison of humanity. There you go. Take it, people. Run with it. I'm really, really concerned that this film now is going to set you off on some sort of some sort of rebellious. You're going to cause. be living in the woods on your own with a long black coat and yeah. And if I'm on the internet a lot, that's why. Okay, <laughs> yeah. That's if the you reason. check my search history, yeah. that's why I'm on it. Sorry, that was, the big horse can go now. Back to the little <laughs> shitland pony. Um, I've got a question for you. Go ahead. Cipher, discuss. Well, sci-fi is no, a genre. You know, I didn't say sci-fi. no. Cipher. I the think, traitor. Yeah. The traitor okay. in their midst. I'll be honest. I could have told them he was a traitor because of the goatee. Yeah. There you go. I know. Did you? Did he, Brilliant though. I really like him. When as you actor. when you saw this for the first time, yeah. Did you instantly, before any hint, know he was a traitor because of that goatee? No, to be honest, I didn't at all. I, I, you know, it's so cleverly done. Well, the informer is real. Blah blah. You don't think it's one of them. I also think it's very well done in in the fact when when we find out he is. Yeah. It all happens very quickly. So um, Neo. Go comes up behind him. He becomes startled. Yeah, yeah. And he says, "Oh, yeah, I know. What you, you know, you're thinking you should have taken the other pill. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. what we're all thinking." And then immediately we get him having dinner with Agent Smith. They don't like leave a gap in between to allow you to kind of think about it. Yeah, not at which all. Which I think is very clever and a very good choice mm. because as soon as you instantly suspect him, it's revealed. There's no chance for you to kind of totally. mull it over a little bit. Totally. So you're not. You're not then kind of disappointed or sat there going, yeah, well, I knew that was going to happen because it happens very quickly. And that little scene of him having dinner with Agent Smith is really, really well done. Oh, yeah. You can kind of get why he's going to, you know, be this traitor and go back to this life. And he wants, you know, he wants riches and he wants to be an important person, you know, like an actor. Like an actor. That's very, very cool. But I do. I think you're right with that scene. I think it actually adds a lot of empathy to that character. Mm. Because ignorance is bliss mm. sometimes. Sometimes mm. you don't mm. want to know the truth. You know, the fact is, the life you have is a bloody good life. So actually, when someone thrusts the truth in your face, be it a war somewhere yeah. or Brexit or whatever you want yeah, to talk about, you don't about, always want to deal, you don't with, always it. Want to deal yeah. with it. You don't always want to hear it. Actually, I've got a bloody good life. I'm just going to see it. Now, it's terrible. It's awful way to be. But that's the way the system's set mm. up so that you are complacent because, and I say it again, in you come, big horsey. <laughs> Comfort is the enemy, prisoner of humanity. Done. Oh, my God. Oh. There is not enough room in this flat for a horse, a Shetland pony and, and, and your ego. I know. I'm aware of that. Um, the other thing I thought was towards the end, Trinity learns how to pilot a, a helicopter. Yes. And they, she just she just phones it in yeah. and goes, program, program me up. Yeah. Now, I need to learn to drive next year. Nice. Is there some sort of chip I can get? That, that can basically give me those Trinity-esque powers. Probably. I'm thinking that maybe is going a bit too far into the Matrix right oh, now. okay. So if you're listening, listening, Mr. Bezos, she doesn't want that chip. <laughs> Not right now. Um, he probably is listening. He listens to everything. Um, I do, though, think, to be honest, if that was available, it would be handy. And I also do think it is available because there's a couple of kids I went to school with and a couple of people I went to uni with that seem to have that ability. 
What, to just be able like, to do something instantly? Well, they, we'd walk into one lecture, yeah. walk out, and they seemed to understand all of it <laughs> and have it down. And like they knew exactly what books they needed to get. They knew exactly what they were going to write their thesis on. They knew exactly the mm. under meanings of it. And I'd be sitting there going, oh, God. <laughs> do you think maybe they're just very intelligent people? Yeah, but that's what I meant. <laughs> it's not my fault. I'm not the brightest. <laughs> Oh, come on. I think you've, you've proven that you've understood the Matrix on so many levels. I think the Wachowskis will be coming back to you to get yeah. them to explain their own film back to them. I am more than happy to do some sort of remake with you. <laughs> you, know. you want to buddy up? That's yeah, absolutely fine. That's fine by me. But ultimately... By the way, we can't have Keanu in it again because uh, I need Sinead to hang around. <laughs> so just saying. Ultimately, yeah. what I am taking away from the Matrix is that what makes us human is our ability to feel the fact that they went back to save Morpheus to get him out. The AI wouldn't have done that. The AI no. would have gone, okay, man down, leave them. But what makes us human is our ability to feel, to love. What saves Neo at the end is the fact that Trinity says to him, I know you're the one because the Oracle told me that I would fall in love with the one and the yeah. one can't die. Therefore, you must be the one. And up he rises again like the God. He Oh, sorry, I got carried away there. there you go. Um, but that's what makes us human. That's what it is. And that's what we need more of in our life, people. Empathy, love, friendship, and relationships. And being able to fly a helicopter. I know. No, I agree with you. I agree. It's a big call. People, this was 2022 basically was announced in 1999. Get on with it. Yeah. The Wachowskis knew all their shit. They just knew it. And nobody listened. And therefore, they made three bad remakes. <laughs> I they don't. didn't. I'm joking. All right. Before everyone starts writing in, it was only number three I didn't like and I haven't seen the latest one. All right? So Too maybe, much dancing. Maybe. Yeah, you're not, in number not, three, not a fan of the dancing. I don't need all the dancing. <laughs> I'll be honest, if the club scene at the beginning of this had lasted longer, I don't need it. You know, and I'll be honest, I wouldn't have followed the White Rabbit. That girl scares the shit out of me. Oh, I would have followed her. No, I wouldn't oh, have followed yeah, her. Oh, yeah, definitely. No, she scares me. Well, I, caught, I kind of would have followed her, but I wouldn't have gone with them. I wouldn't have said, oh, yeah, I'll come with you. I'd have been like, no, no, you go. And then I'd have gone ahead after because she scares me. But whoever the casting by... agent was on Home and Away or Neighbours at the time smashed it. Oh, I think she, they was, were both she was from and Mouse as well. I think yeah. it was from, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there well, you go. That's what, you know, a lot, a lot so, of good people have come from yeah. Neighbours, you know. When Neighbours comes back, guys, just FYI, you might want to get yourselves a role on it because you'll end up opposite Keanu Reeves. Damn, I knew there was a reason I should have gone there to you Australia. Go. Yeah, there you go. So, Sinead, I think we should move on to our scores. I would let you say something, but I, I figure that this has been a great little monologue for me. <laughs> I do apologise. Is there anything you'd like to add? No, that's fine, Brian. I, I enjoyed it. I don't think I enjoyed it quite as much as you did. No. But it was your choice, so that's the it whole point, isn't choice, it? It was my choice, and that's the point. And I didn't realise, I haven't seen this film for, I mean, I've seen it recently, but I probably haven't seen it for like 10 years or something. I still bloody love it. I still love it. I thought I'm going to hate all the uh, special effects and stuff. I think no, they stand up really well. They do stand fair. up really well. Really well. So there you go. So shall we go on to VHS cassette tape scores? Let's do it. Are you sure you're comfortable to do that? I'm ready. I realise I've been a dominant force and I apologise. I know what my score's going to be. It's fine. Okay. So Sinead, how many VHS cassette tapes are you going to give The Matrix 1999? I am going to give The Matrix 1999 four VHS cassette tapes. Okay, wrong. Let's run it again. (laughs) 
So, Sinead, no, I'm, I'm joking. sticking four, with four. It? Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I think it's a really entertaining film. Yeah. I think it's got a lot to say. Keanu's in it. I love Trinity. Um, okay. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> if you like. We've all learned well, something. I just, yeah, I, I just think she's a great character and yeah. I would love to portray that role. Yeah. Um, but I don't feel like I've had the emotional... Uh, Sorry, I was just thinking... The, you know when Ross... Because you know the trousers she wears in it, those paint and leather. Oh, yeah. I just had a flash of Ross Geller and her putting in loads of tank talc <laughs> to, to try, try and get, get them back up. up. Sorry. Go on. Um, yeah, I don't feel like I had the emotional connection that you did. No, you didn't. I feel like you've had some sort of, like, revelation. Yeah. So it's a four from me. It's an absolutely stonkingly good film. Okay. But I'm tapping out at a four. Okay, fine. Um, so let me tell you my score. This is one of my favourite films of all time. I know people are going to find that highly controversial, but it is. I loved it. Makes me feel great. I am very aware that the acting is not perfect at times. I'm very aware that the VF- VFX can't be perfect because it's dated. However, I think it's a biblical style story. It's beautifully told. It's brilliantly made. I'm giving it a full five and I don't care. Right in. I don't care. It's getting a full five. If this is... Yeah. <laughs> you got... You've gone... Ooh, I got livid there. Sorry. You've gone top of the top of the pops with that. I have. I've gone top of oh, oh, the pops. I think that's very fair. I think nine VHS cassettes for this film is... Yeah, I think it's well worth that. Spot on. Well worth that. And I suggest anyone who hasn't seen this original version, go and watch it. Because I've heard the latest one was a little bit disappointing to say the least. Go and watch this well, one. Well, maybe we need to go watch the latest one. And I think we do, but yeah, I think the general consensus is that was more studio-driven than filmmaker-driven. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. These but anyway, happen. yeah, exactly. So reasons to dump you, okay? Yes. Number one, you don't seem to have a heart. <laughs> His arms are out again. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. You don't seem to have a heart. What are you talking about? I mean, there's some beautiful moments and you're sitting there stony-faced and just laughing. Yeah, I saw you laugh a couple of times when there were beautiful moments. No, yeah. I laughed I laughed at the moments that were funny. Like? Um, let me have a look. I jotted down some things here. There you go. Can't find them now. So, you haven't got a heart. Number two. You don't seem to want to ride the same high horse I'm riding. Uh, to be honest, Brian, there's no room on that saddle for me. Who said he's got a saddle? You're, you're on your own there, out into the wilderness. I haven't got the energy today to be getting on high horses. For you should. I just want a bit of entertainment. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. So, number one, no heart. Number two, you won't ride my high horse. <laughs> and finally, and most importantly, I've you've ruined my thoughts of the love affair you had with Keanu because you've talked about nothing... But Trinity. I'm trying to and give Keanu's a, been a an aside. Well, I was trying to give a little bit of balance. I don't want to just seem like some horny forty year old that just talks <laughs> about Keanu Reeves, Reeves day in day out. People think that about me already. You. I don't need to play into that. I don't need to play into their hands. Okay, so number one, no heart. Number two, you won't ride a high horse. Number three, you don't want to be seen as a horny forty year old. <laughs> <laughs> that's a reason to dump me hmm. well yeah actually yeah okay number four you're intelligent and that, that really upsets me alright don't talk me around in circles lady 
Just don't do it. Oh, I can confuse you. Oh, yeah. That's not hard, to be honest. So there you go. That was The Matrix. Absolutely loved it. Adored it. Great film. Really enjoyed making this podcast. I'm not sure anyone's going to enjoy listening (laughs) to it, but I really enjoyed making it. Um, Next week is your week. Yep. We are back with a proper choice, probably, (laughs) unless... I wouldn't necessarily say a proper choice. We're back with another film. That's, oh, nice. that's the level I'm going for. Oh, nice. It won't It won't be featuring Keanu Reeves. You didn't even say classic. <laughs> it's just we're back with a, a film. It's, like, oh, it's, a classic, okay. it's a classic in my heart, but we'll see what anyone else thinks. Cool. All right. I look forward to that. Thank you very much, Sinead. Thank you, Brian. And thanks for listening. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can do so at reasons underscore pod. And don't forget, you can get me every Tuesday night on Radio 4. <laughs> Politics. Fact or fishing. Discuss. Fact or fishing. Fact or fiction, I tried to say. <laughs> Just nothing's working out today. I think I'm need, so tired. I think you need to go and have a sleep. I know. So, fact or fishing. <laughs> oh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.